Welcome to Growing Up Latina. I am your host, Ali V, and I am super excited. This is the first time where I have not only one, but two guests on Growing Up Latina podcast. Give it up for Lulu Ilala. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Thank you for having us. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be so much fun. Uh, growing Up Latino. Well, was it was interesting. It was, uh, it was still is. It still is. It still <laughs> is. It's All always right. a growing uh, process, and it's Latino family, so you know there's a lot of drama, a lot of like drama. Wildness. No, Not no way. Fun there's drama, drama. Fun. <laughs> uh, and a lot of happy, funny moments that probably most people won't believe, but it's true. <laughs> it is true. Okay, let's start from the very beginning. Where are you guys from? Where's your parents from? We are Cuban Salvadorian. Our mom okay. is Cuban. Our dad is from El Salvador. We grew up in North Bergen, New Jersey. Um, okay. And born and raised there. Uh, always had family in Miami, so that's like a, a second, second home. home to us. Okay. And yeah, we feel 50% Salvadorian, 50% Cuban, and 100% American. Yes. <laughs> right. Talk to me about the culture. Let's start with the Cuban side. Well, the Cuban culture for us, it's always been like very, you know, it's Caribbean, right? La salsa and merengue. And so loud. Very loud. All of my aunts talking over one another when Christmas and Thanksgiving were around or any mm -hmm. family get together. together barbecue. It's always just loud. Very and loud. it's fun. And, you know, my mom, she's Cuban. They came from Cuba. She came from Cuba when she was only like, I 13. think, 13. So hearing the stories of, you know, how they were raised in Cuba and mm -hmm. different things, how it was over there, and then just reminiscing and hearing the stories and them finishing each other's sentences that was always fun. And then the salsa dancing and la croquetas and, Ooh, uh, you know, okay. all that. And um, then... Also, there, my mom was also raised very um, old school. school. Very old school old tradition. School. Yeah. We'll get into that in just a minute. And on my <laughs> dad's side, okay, it's more passive. We still have a lot of fun. fun. It's la pupusas. Cumbia. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just they're they're fun too. Every time we've been to El Salvador a few times, I think like four or five times. Yeah. And nice. Every time we go, the country keeps getting better and better and safer. Nice. And uh, it's we, just we're just very close to all of our aunts and cousins and and on both sides. I so when like you guys come games. together, though, what's what's this party like? When you put the Salvadorian <laughs> and the Cuban families together, together it's, it's one just, big party. Like is. Is everyone is. is just dancing and getting along and telling stories and I just love it. You like we're so blessed to have so many aunts and uncles and then because of it we have so many cousins like mm -hmm. we're never alone. <laughs> right. We're never alone and I do want to say that women dominate in on our family. Both sides. Really? Yes. yes. Like nice. It's pretty crazy and I feel bad for my guy cousins. <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, it's yeah. just like, you know, so much women around us and so much empowerment and, and I just love it. It's just yeah. like Lala said, it's a big one big, big party. One big party. So you guys it. you were born in Jersey. We yeah. were born in Jersey. In New Jersey. Okay, so what was that like growing up Latina in New Jersey? Ah. I th I think it was fun. Like we went to school and we had everything. We had we had white, black, Asian, Asian. Indian. What Hispanic, school did you go to? North Bergen High School. North Bergen. North okay. Bergen High yeah. I so it was very normal for us to to be like we were so diverse and it okay. was fun because you also learned different cultures and you kind of knew how to like just be with everyone. Uh, okay. So I feel kind of bad for those. Uh, who didn't have that, that opportunity? Yeah, and I feel like that's why sometimes you see the the disconnect, the disconnect with a lot of cultures and a lot of people because they just don't know or they didn't have that experience. 
we were blessed to be in a community where you had everything. And yeah. so we never grew up with that sense of like, you know, what you see nowadays were the disconnect. Right. Like, yeah. We understood everyone's culture and how everyone was raised. But the area where we grew up, it was, it's like a city suburban. Yeah. It's not okay. really city city, but it's not suburban where the house next to you is maybe like a mile away. Mm -hmm. um, all of our neighbors, we all get along. We all look out for one another. When one's on vacation, we make sure to like water the plants or take out the trash That's or make nice. sure that yeah. nothing. That's very nice. It is. And I just, I loved where we grew up and, um, you know, my parents are still there and, and it's home. All right. Now let's take it even further back because technically, when you guys were born first, right? I mean, I was born first okay. by 20 minutes. By so 20 minutes. That's almost a half an hour. So <laughs> she needs to, sometimes she doesn't understand that. She needs to listen to her elder. Because technically you're the older sister. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I let her think that. <laughs> I let her think that. Okay. I, you know what's funny is that my mom, and my both my parents didn't know they were going to have twins. They, they thought, thought it was, was going to be a big boy. No so way. then she pops out. And then the doctor tells my mom, well, hold up, because there's another one in there. And 20 minutes later, I That's came out. That's insane. So no, was, back in the day, they... You I didn't have gender yeah. reveal parties. No, you didn't have any like of those things. No, it was like a big deal to, like, go get a sonogram or, you know, the echo. And so yeah. my mom only got the, the echo, echo done, and our heartbeats were going at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah. So funny. So I was... A surprise, maybe the extra one, uh, fashionably late to the world, maybe the mistake. I don't know. But you I'm are here. not the mistake. <laughs> I like fashionably late. Okay. And then how did you guys get Lulu Ilala? So, so identical twins. I love twins. this, by the way. This is amazing. I love identical this. twins normally have their own language, right? It's, and we it's are identical English. twins. We came from the same sack with the one egg split, and we shared right. the, the and thing. And so it, we, it wasn't English. It wasn't Spanish. It was like some type of gibberish that twins, twins. Like actual gibberish? Or like, is this like connecting of the minds? Like No, what is it was this? like... A language that we invented. Only you guys understand. Yeah, yeah. Only we okay. understood each other. Our dad actually recorded it and listening back to it sounds weird. Our like older sister is the one that was able to pick up on it. Like she kind of knew like certain words meant this because she, you know, we'd all play together and there's only a two year difference and there. And so okay. her name is Lily, right? Her well, Liliana. Liliana. They called her Lily for short. And mm -hmm. so hearing that and then having our own twin mm -hmm. language. I named her Lala. And I named her Lulu. And ever so you since guys then, named each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and ever since then, it has stuck. I never call her real name Marianella. I hate how she call, says my name. Right? I hate it's it. Like, and, then, and I never call her Marissa. It's just weird. Yeah. Only when never. I'm mad or when I'm trying to piss her off, it's like Marianela. Yeah. Only like to bother each other. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. I don't know why we do that. Do you guys bother each other a lot? Like, is this like your thing? Do you guys pick on each other? <laughs> I feel like I'm we're... trying to understand the dynamic here. When we were younger, younger, I feel like we would do certain things on purpose to to like get under each other's skin. skin. Like we do this thing, like we just look at each other and I'd be like, <laughs> and we'd stare forever at each other. <laughs> until she would be like, stop. And I, that was our day. Like we just do <laughs> dumb stuff like that. When but, did you guys like first notice that you guys like resemble each other? You guys are <laughs> twins. You guys like it had there uh -huh. has to be a moment where it's like, oh, we do look alike. Or maybe you don't think you look alike, but other people were like, Oh my God, you guys you know. It's funny. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Yeah, me either. I think growing up, since was, we've always we've seen been, each other, uh -huh. we never thought of that. that like being a twin other. is normal for us. So, so we're used to okay. seeing I'm used to seeing someone 
that supposedly looks like me. Right. I don't think I, I look like In your eyes, it. you guys don't look like what so, at all. I think, at all. I think it's when I got to high school that we were at the time the only twins. As freshmen, we came in as the only twins. Yeah. That's when I'm like, okay, yeah, I get the, I get it. People are staying because we're twins. But throughout elementary school, we were so shy. Like, I yeah. was so shy. And also in elementary school, they would split us up. Really? Because yes. we would not socialize with anybody else. I didn't think. I'm like, why do I have to have friends? I have my sister. Right. So we were thing. very timid growing up. Like, very, very, very timid to really? the point where we would cry to go to school. My mom what? had to come in with us. Tell the teachers we were nervous and that eventually we would stop crying. This is, it's actually And you guys are ridiculous. like this big radio personality. Yeah. That's why it's so weird. So but. many people tell us we never thought you guys would have been doing what you're doing because we were so... Baby cries. Yeah, we were babies, <laughs> little babies. And but very extremely, extremely like... I, my, I think like, we, we yeah. had to be taken to like a um, drawing school. The teacher suggested we, my mom, take us to see a psychiatrist a, a, or psychologist to no see way. why, we, why would we would cry and why we were the way that we were. We very, were very sensitive too, sentimental. Mm, okay. um, but it was just us being kids with a good heart. Eventually, we grew out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we still have a good heart. Yeah, though. yeah. We yeah, still course. have a good heart. But I think it was high school is when I'm like, all right, yeah. I we're think twins. in high school we realized. The attention, because we never paid any attention, attention. Right, to right. us being twins. Yeah. We didn't really think okay. it was a big deal because for us, like Lala said, it it's was normal. normal. Yeah. Um, and so when we got to high school, we did start noticing like, you know, why are you why are People you dressing had a problem the same. with us dressing the same? And we couldn't understand it why like but why does it bother you, you so much? Mm -hmm. And so we decided in high school to dress different. different. So that mm. we wouldn't make other people uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And That's then we so, got to <laughs> wait, hold on. Let, let's take it back because I like I was telling you off camera, I have a sister who we are not twins, but you look at us and we look like twins, except we have different hair colors. She's a brunette. So my mom would intentionally dress us alike. And I would be furious. You hated, hated it. I absolutely disliked See, it. Was it the opposite to the us. point that as an adult, I had identity issues. Like, oh my God, I like the same thing Jessica likes. I like the same, you know, like I, I couldn't figure out what was my favorite color, who, because I felt like I was always kind of paired. Okay. So one of my main questions was, how then do you differentiate like what you like versus what you like? Okay. And, you know, so here's so, the thing, is that like, like a weird question? No, it's not. <laughs> okay. It's actually a question we've been asked before. And okay. it's, uh, to us, it's quite funny because... Again, it's normal for us to be twins, and we actually the type of twins that like to be together. We like to dress the same, and we happen to like the same things. But I never in my life ever thought, like, I like my own certain, certain things, too. So I never thought, like, oh, I have to like what she likes. She has to like what I like, and it's got to be, like, very robotic, blah, blah, blah. Right. We never had that. No, so. and also our parents never forced us to dress the same. I okay. think that's the opposite experience. Yeah. Right, right. They, you know, gave us liberty. And so in high school— we decided to dress different so that other people wouldn't feel weird. Right. And then once we got to college, we're like, what are we doing dressing for other people? If we like to dress the, the same, same, then why are we changing who we are to please other people? Right. So we said, screw it. We're going to start dressing Dresses the same. same. Because um, we like to. There yeah. are days where it's like, no, I don't want to look like you. Or <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't, don't want to feel like wearing that. I'm bloated. Yeah. I, I don't want to wear that. Pant or right. and we'll be like okay cool like there's no hard feelings. So when you go shopping, do like we do buy double. Like we buy alone, double. Okay, so I'll buy double. double. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but we always, I always felt very like an individual. I never okay. have felt 
like, in order for me to be me, I need her. Like, no, I am myself and she's an extension of it, but... I am myself and she is herself. Actually, I don't know if that if I'm explaining No, that makes sense. I, I it's like. the people outside who have tried to like question our identity, like, but who are you? And I'm like, I know who I am. Right. I don't think you do. Right. But they try to confuse us. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, there was a point where we were like, who are we? Like, who, who, who are we? <laughs> but, um, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, we dress the same and, and we do the same. We work... Together, together, we live together. But How's that, that dynamic working together? Working together <laughs> is um, fun. Depending on where we're talking about. So mm-hmm. when we first started in radio, we were always co-hosting, right? Okay. And so being a co-host, you're normally being led by, by your limit. host. Right. right. So we know when to go in. We, we know, know the, roles. the right. roles to play. When we finally got our own show, we were leading ourselves and we didn't know that experience so we had to learn how to trust each other in a whole different aspect when it came to work and Mm -hmm. there was a lot of trial and error we would argue a lot because many times I felt she was bossing me around or maybe she felt I was rambling on so It, it took some time to learn to be like, okay, no, these are the roles that we have to play. Neither one of us is trying to be the lead here, but this mm-hmm. is it, this is what it is. It I have to a, trust her. She has to trust me. Yeah. And there was a lot of... There was a lot of, of arguments, arguments because, yeah. you know, living together and being sisters is one thing. And then now take that hat off and put work mode into it. It's right. a whole different dynamic. And so it was, uh, I want to say the first six months of us having our own show, it was a constant... <laughs> Battle inside Like, you the guys studio. have to learn each other. We have to learn each other. And, Trust like, I really remember... I remember getting so mad. I, like, left the studio and I we would cry. Each other and I'm like, what? why are we... Mean to each other. But because we didn't understand... Bend. So that, wait, it was a growing process. But wait, where does the other sister, your older sister, fall in line in this? Like when she's like, what is that dynamic like? Okay, so clearly is, you guys are close, right? You guys are. work together. We're close with Lily as well. And okay. she is the one that She knows always, best, I feel. When she feels that we need to get grounded, she will ground us real no. quick. Um, and and we're very humble. Like yeah. we don't let the entertainment business right uh, get to us. But there are some times where if she sees that we're like literally fighting too much or we're not seeing eye to eye, she'll come in and be like, "Listen, girls, snap out of it. Get she's over the, it." She's the referee. Yeah. She is the referee. <laughs> she's like, "What's going on here? Who do you think you are?" Like that's it. And she'll call okay. us out. And I also like to give her credit because growing up. Being the sister of the twins uh-huh. um, was pretty difficult for her. Yeah, to and navigate. And we didn't understand growing up. It wasn't until I saw the Jonas Brothers documentary uh-huh. where I'm like, oh, my God. I think she felt like Kevin felt, like we uh-huh. were putting her to the side, and yeah. it wasn't that. But we never took into consideration her how, feelings and how right. maybe she must have felt like, you know, always being the twin sister, and she was the older one. Uh-huh. Um but I always wanted to be like my older sister. She yeah. has, I, she's the tall one. She's the model. She's got the long hair. She's very beautiful, s- smart, intelligent, and she's just very stylish. So yeah. I will, okay. we were always trying to be like, Lily, what do we wear to this event? Like, should we wear these boots or that boot? What do you think? Yeah, so, she's the like, one that we come to when we need some some help and advice with everything. So and then the brother, where does your brother? Our from? brother <laughs> is the oldest. Um, he is. He very, must be like all these females. Very protective, of very course, protective. for the right. babies, and protective of my older sister too. When mm-hmm. the boyfriends would come around, he would be like grilling. Well, One he wants the best for us. So as a man, you know, right. guys know guys. So he just wants the best right. 
and hopes that the guy that we're with has his the best intentions for us. He would play with us a lot, you know. Yeah. He yeah. Was, he's much older than we are, so he'd like pick us up and throw us in the air and spin us. Like it was just a lot of fun. He says that he does not have social media, but he knows. He has when a I dummy post account. Something, he can. He's he always sees it. checking. He's watching. Yeah. He is. Did you guys have like a quinceanera or anything? We no. didn't. We didn't have. No. A quinceanera. Did you guys ever want one? Not really. Like, I just feel like growing up, you know, we were we lived very humble lives. And so sometimes money wasn't always um, there. Mm -hmm. And I just never, we never, we, como que yo me di cuenta. Like, I right. could tell, okay, you know, where we are on the financial aspect. Maybe right. this month is not good. But we never had a, I never cared for a quinceañera. No. And we had so many barbecues, um, like, just get-togethers that, like, it didn't feel like it's something that we needed. Yeah. Like, I was okay with it. And like, my mom would always throw, like, little parties. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mommy would always throw, like, little parties, like, at the end of the school or maybe at the beginning of the school. So there was always something. little parties going on that we yeah. never felt like we needed Like, them. it wasn't necessary. No. Yeah. That's good. Save that for the wedding. <laughs> I know. And then growing up, I always wanted one. I'm like, Ma, please. And she was like, no, we don't We don't have it. We can't do it. Right. And I'm like, but I want one. Um, what I was going to ask, what about school for you guys? What was that like in terms of like finding the career path? Because how do we get to where we are now? So, so do you want to... I love, <laughs> I love her school. <laughs> Again, we were very shy. So it wasn't until like junior year where we kind of bloomed out of our little shell and started like, oh, okay, growing into our bodies and kind of like being more outgoing and wanting to be part of the bowling team, which is what we were on. Um, we and were then such nerds. What, we always used to dance though, right? So throughout all, we were very quiet, but we would dance. I'm okay. going to take it all the way back. When we were in the third grade, mm -hmm. again, we didn't speak to anybody. Okay. Very shy. Mm -hmm. But when the school had like a cultural awareness show, uh -huh. that's where we were like, we're not shy at all. We would get on that stage and we would dance. dance. Whatever you guys need, we'll do on stage. Yeah, that's okay. true. So there was something in you guys, a fire that ignited. Right. Yeah. And we then when we would get back like, to the classroom, quiet, mute. Really? Yeah. So oh, we also started dancing. We danced for about 10 years. And so that really helped us kind of like get out of our shell mm -hmm. and learn to like be out there. So when we went to college, we we're like, you know what? Let's we've done the dancing for so long. Let's mm -hmm. do something else. And that's where we started taking classes for like media production, radio production, TV and all that. And we liked it. We always uh, thought that television was so cool. It's like a box and there's people inside of it right. and they're acting. I found but was it there a certain moment or a show that you remember watching where you're like, I want to be like that. I remember Hello? for me it was Sabado Gigante. Don Francisco. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's what I said. For Sabado me, Gigante was That a was my thing. show. You know, like, every Saturday. Every Saturday. And then that was my show. Do you remember Siempre Domingo? No. Siempre Domingo, yeah. yeah. No. That was another big one. show where the stars would... It was kind of like the American Idol of the time. Uh -huh. where if you were in that show, you, you know, were made your career. Yeah. yeah. And then there was, of course, like the um, the Mickey Mouse Club. Yes, the I Mickey wanted Mouse to be Club. there. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be part of the Mickey. I wanted to have the ears yes. incorporated. <laughs> I wanted to do that. Even though deep down I knew I was shy, but I would look at it and I'm like, I, I, I think could I could do, do this. I yeah. could do this. And so then we started interning. In college, we didn't wait till our senior year. Which we started immediately. We started what was your first intern? Univ no, no E-Asylum for the <laughs> University Asylum. Network. Okay. TUN basically competed with MTVU. Mm -hmm. TUN stands for the University Network. Okay. And so 
that's really where I got my experience in interviewing and doing press junkets and red carpets because I did not know what the hell I was doing. Um, I remember the first time the producer's like, hey, we're flying you to L.A. to cover a press junket with, who was my first? I think it was Clive Owen. I'm straight out of college. Like, it's my first year, and I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) We didn't know what we were doing. You know, I would do the red carpet, so... I would. I remember, like, very shy still, and I see all these camera people that have had years of experience, e entertainment, and actually Channel Four, and all these people, and they have their, they have like very professional, their producer and their mic, and I'm here, this little college girl with a a, a, hat on a little camera that's falling apart. Oh my God. I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm trying to compete against them. But it's the only way to learn is to actually throw yourself in throw there yourself and in get there. that experience. Absolutely. And I shot from the hip and I'm like, well, if this doesn't go well, then it's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And then, well, you know, I would just see, I would observe a lot. Mm-hmm. I think by observing, you really pick up on little things yeah. for here and there. Right. Um, and that was really our first step into the entertainment world where we got that experience. And then after that internship ended, we went with Univision. So yes. we wanted MTV. We're like, Univision? I don't want to do Univision. I want <laughs> to right. be in the cool crowd. I want to be with MTV and TRL, and, and that's fun. But, you know, we didn't have that chance. So we started with Univision, and that's where I really got to, like, see how a newscast is produced. You know, I was always that intern that was just there. I would yeah. come in on my days off. Do you need something? Who needs coffee? I'll and get she it. Was, we were actually, I was part of the promotions department interning. She was doing marketing, I think. Yeah. But we were like, no, I want to see like the behind the scenes of how right. everything's put. How is a newscast put together? I wanted to see all of it. So we, like she said, would come in earlier Sometimes with the newscasters at five in the morning, just to see how that's dedication, right yeah, there. Yeah, and how the weather anchor would do his Prep. his preparation for it, and just how events, you know, how I, I, it was just amazing to me and fun. And then it was all over, and we're like, great, now what do we do? And that is where Nuestra Belleza Latina happened. Yeah, that show kicked off at Univision in two thousand seven. It was okay. the first one ever. Now they were like, why don't you guys try out? We were like, number one, our Spanish is not great. It was very broken. Very. Um, we didn't we, have enough vocabulary to be able to defend ourselves and, and, and say what, what we wanted to What did to that say. do for your um, confidence? Because for me, I always felt very um, like timid. Like I, I felt like people would say, oh, you're Puerto Rican. You don't know how to speak Spanish. Puerto Ricans don't speak Spanish. So, okay, so it's funny because I never even saw it that way. I'm like, I saw it as a joke. Like... I know Spanish, I understand it when you speak it to right. me, but trying to say it back to you, I have to like really take my time and f- put put the right. words together. But I always thought as a like, well, this is fun. Like Selena, you know, right. I'm very excited. excited yeah. That's I'm like, I'll pull it off that way. We yeah. actually were like very adamant when they told us and they were they they kept telling us, Do no, it. no, try out, try out. And we were like, no, like we're we're not even, we had the college weight on us as well. Um, college weight. Yeah, you know, you always yeah, gain yeah. like the 10 pounds. So yeah, camera like, ads. At that point, we're like, what do we have to lose? Let's just see what happens. And if we, we never thought we were going to make, make it. it. We just all. knew. So, we so went you guys in there. just tried it just to see. Just, yeah. just as a joke. Like, let's, let's just see. Right. right. Um, and also, That's we funny. wanted to see how 
all this casting thing was put together and again learn. Right. And so when they tell us you made it to Miami, we're like, Whoa, I can't believe it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um, so you guys went in there with zero expectations. Zero, zero expectations. But then when we did get in, then the pressure was on because they were like, you have to lose 15 pounds in three weeks. Oh, and wow. you better make sure that you can have a full conversation in Spanish. Um, and so we lost our 15 pounds. Very in unhealthy. In three weeks. And we tried our best to learn as much Spanish. And so, oh, wow. tala lingua, blah, blah, blah. You know, because yeah, sometimes yeah. it's like... It's hard. What were you doing? Like telling your friends and your family just... Reading the newspaper in Spanish with a pencil. Yeah, and our dad would make us say stuff. Like, she had a hard time saying newspaper in Spanish. Pedro, look at me. Me Periodico. And he was like, say it again, and again, and again, and again. And he would record us. So at the time, it was very annoying, but I appreciate it now that he did that. When we were actually in Miami doing Nuestra Yesa Latina, that's where I noticed how a reality show is put together. And I could tell right off the back, like, okay, I know who they're eyeballing. I, the girls, I think, in the house were so concentrating on to win, whereas Lala and I, we already knew we weren't going to make the next round. So, so we were like, just let's like, make the connections. Talk producers. to the producers. Talk to the camera guys. Making our network. Yeah. Right. Get their names, and that way later on we could reach out to them. And like, that's that's that was our tactic, and yeah. it right. worked. Um, um, we so we did not make it. <laughs> we did not make it to the show. <laughs> we were okay. eliminated oh within the God. week. But then they called us back. back. Like Univision Network called us back and said, hey, we want you to be correspondents for Godi Flaca about the show that you were just kicked out of. So <gasps> we were like, is this a joke? Like, please don't toy with my emotions. <laughs> Um, and okay. that, we took Spanish classes with this um, Colombian guy who was mm -hmm. very great. You know, he had very he had a lot of patience and really tried to teach us as much as he could in the short amount of time. And then we we were correspondents. We did that for a year for Godi Flaca. And, and it was a lot of fun. We got to travel and meet different people. And, and we got to do, you know, um, Premio Lo Nuestro, Premio Juventud, the, bill, the Latin Billboard Awards. It was, a, it was a great experience. And we learned a lot on how to put a package together mm -hmm. and write our own stuff and understand you have three seconds Get mm -hmm. everything you have to say and going live on, on, you know, network television. You know, if you mess it's a up, lot you of mess pressure. up. It's it was, lot. but we loved it. And then it was over. And at that point, we had quit college and we had quit our job. So we had nothing. We had to start from so scratch. So wait, where do you go? So you have nothing. So what, what happens? Where, well, what happens what's is that moment? Mom upset because she really wanted us to get that degree. Okay. But... I don't think she understood that in this business, you don't get second chances. chances. So if right. you're given an opportunity, you take, take you it. You have to go, no matter what. you can always go back to school. We have You it. can always but get you can a always job. <laughs> you can always, no, but I, I get it. Right. You can always go yeah. back to school. Um, you can get a job. At that point, since we didn't have school, we, we quit our full-time job. Univision said, listen, girls, we don't have anything here for TV for you, but you could start in promotions in New York. In radio. For the radio station. So we're like, all right. I mean, let's take it. What else what do, do we, we have, have to lose? Yeah. So we went, and that, I think, was the first time where we had to check our ego. Because we went from being a national television. International. You know, being flown here and being flown out to then... Being on a street corner, hanging out, handing out flyers for the club. Very like, humbling experience. Yes. So, and then people asking, but what are you doing handing out flyers? Ustedes que hacen aquí haciendo esto? 
And or it's like, what's well, our job? Like yeah. we just knew to just put it aside, deal with it and start growing from there, making new connections and putting in the work and the hours, learning how to run the board at a radio station and, and how and music is programmed. Out, um, I don't know if you know Pacha. El Pacha. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was really the first guy to to help us in radio when nobody would give us a chance because we were always the, that annoying person like trying to be in the studio and just yeah. learn yeah um and obviously some people don't like that like you know respect the studio right right um he was the only one that said you know what come to my show on saturday and mm-hmm. you can learn and observe and you have questions and just sit there just and sit just, there yeah. and observe um and because of that you know he you know he taught us how to put on a show and how to get into topics and we just learned from that. We also learned how he was in a crowd. Like you have to learn your your crowd, your audience, different cultures. Like Dominicans are going to react a different way than Puerto Ricans, than Absolutely. Cubans, than Mexicans, than Salvadorians, than there's so much yeah. we're all Latino but we're all very different individually Absolutely. as a, as a, you know. So Seeing him up on a stage when there was like the Latin Grammy festivals right there on 32nd Street and and in Bergenline Avenue, uh-huh. he'd get up on that stage and the way he demanded attention and yeah. the way he would get Rock everyone. That's a skill set, it by is. the way. That's and a real skill it set. It was so entertaining to me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, this guy has everyone eating out of the palm out of his hands. And I'm like, I have to learn how to do that. And yeah. it was just so, it was such a great learning experience to just see it and learn the little quirky things he would do to get people to like have fun. Because right. at the end of the day, you're up there and you just want to entertain and you want people to have fun. Was that the person that you guys looked up to like growing up like I want to be like that no it was no. a guy that we had you know I remember doing the bling bling it was a huge reggaeton concert in uh, City Field right yeah mm-hmm. and um, just seeing him there I think we were doing interviews for Univision mm-hmm. again this is TV so yeah. that's how we all kind of connected mm-hmm. and I saw him on stage he knew who he knew who we were we didn't know who he was okay. and then that's where we made the connection and he invited us to the radio station And then we started working at the radio station, and that's how we all kind of, like, worked together. And so he didn't have to do that, um, and he was just always respectful and just taught us a lot. And then afterwards, Luis Jimenez, you know, he is, yes, he created New York Radio. Legendary. Legendary. Mm-hmm. And Legendary. so when he jumped onto Univision, he then requested Lulu and Lala to be part of his promotional street team for the morning show. Love yeah. that. He wanted us to be the ones to be out there in the streets, kind of like show. his eyes and ears for his show. And we told Pacha about it, and he's like, go with him. He's going to take you further. That's good. Because you know, we didn't want to step on anyone's toes. Yeah. Right? We didn't also want to make him feel like we're just ditching you because new, new guys here, bye. Like, right, we, right. You know? So he gave us the advice. He's like, go. If he's requesting you, go be with him. You'll learn a lot more. I You'll gain that. more experience. Let me tell you, this man is a genius. <laughs> yeah. Luis Jimenez, Luis in action, um, I was blown away. I had never seen anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like the way that he could just switch from one character to another and just quick with his remarks. You throw him a topic and he would just right there on the spot, just uh, either invent a song or just be snappy and witty with his words. So entertaining. Very clever. And that's where... That was the first time I'm like, okay, we have to take improv classes because he was so great at, at improv and he knew how to just work the room and his co-hosts were all on the same page and they mm-hmm. kind of all knew how to like just jump in there or jump out or switch the topic or switch the dynamic. It was so cool. You yeah. know, that's been my most difficult thing. So 
when I was on radio, because I was on Sirius XM radio, um, I was the co-host. So that's what, like the B mic, right? Yeah. So I was the B mic, and I'll never forget, I was interviewing Fat Joe and Remy Ma. Love oh, Fat huh. Joe. <laughs> and <laughs> I was so nervous. Like, I was literally on a stool, like, with my mic, and I'm just, like, waiting to interject. You know, like, there's, like, a pause where it can give you, like, a little cushion just to, like, right. ask a question. <laughs> and I would be like, uh, uh, and I would try. Nothing would come out. It was so embarrassing to the point on live radio, Fat Joe says, Ali V, uh, are you going to ask anything? And I, I was mortified. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just said this on live radio. Like, my career is over. Because I, cause being a B-mic is a thing, right? Like, yeah. to play that position, mm-hmm. I never knew how to... Like, I love that he did that, though, yeah. because he gave you, he kind of opened it up and said, hey, she's here, too. Like, kind of letting the the whole say, let her talk, let her yeah. give her point of view. So the fact that he even did that, what a compliment. Yeah, he acknowledged was, your was, presence. Yeah, I, I did love the fact that he did acknowledge my presence. I think for me, the reason why I was always afraid to actually talk on radio was because of my accent. And the reason why I gravitate to your story was because you guys had a professor Oh my goodness! Yes, who said you guys would never make it? I forgot you. I forgot. forgot. Yes, in college. How did we skip this whole story? That's the thing that we dealt with. but how was that for well, you? Well, first of all, I never thought I had an accent. Like, I, to I me, feel like I feel you guys like don't have, have an accent. I have a, if I, anything, maybe a Jersey accent. Or like know. a Tri-Stadian accent. <laughs> right, right. I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> yeah. but, but it wasn't until we, well, yeah, college, the professor's like, you know, you have an accent. And he kind of laughed. I remember that day, like if it was yesterday, I don't even know what we were doing. And the whole, like he said a little joke and the whole class Started laughing, and I just remember he looking at it in front of the like, whole class. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, "Well, this is." I just remember saying, "Cause I was always a smartass." Like, okay, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, "Well, this is the way I talk. I'm not changing that because this is who I am." I don't right. even know. I've, I never took his class, class ever again. again. And no. then when we were at CBS, I remember. No, when we were at Univision, they said, "Tienen acento americano." Here we go with the accent thing. So we were too Spanish for the Spanish, no, too Too English for the Spanish market and too Spanish for the English market. So it's like the part in in that Selena movie. You got to be more Mexican than the Mexicans. You got to be more American than the Americans. Here we had to be more American with the English accent. And it was just the weirdest thing for us. How do you combat that? Like, what do you? When we were at Univision, we started taking Spanish classes and then, uh, you know, the the professor was Colombian, so we started picking up the Colombian accent. Right, and then by nature, not that we were mocking it, because that was another thing of self conscious. I don't want to feel like we're mock we're mocking an accent. It's just it sticks to me, right? You know, right. So when we got on camera, they're like, "Why do you guys sound like that?" And we're like, "We're talking proper, <laughs> right? right? Like right. We're, you're really trying here." And they're like, "No." No, we like that other accent that you had. I'm yeah, like, that oh. was that was you. That was like part of who you were. The, mm-hmm. the fact so that you had. So scratch that. Revert. Go back to <laughs> right. what you were. If we get to CBS, same thing. You you're too Spanish. You got to sound a little bit more like right. neutral American. So okay, I'll figure that one out. <laughs> right. We move to Miami when we have our own show. You guys sound too New York. Switch up the accent. Yes. We come back from Miami. You guys are all messed up at like, this point. You sound too Miami. Bring back the New York accent. So oh accents 
have always been, been the subject of our like, okay, where are what, we? What, what are we doing? Let's here? let's you know, let's figure out where we are and then switch the mode. But was there ever a moment where you felt so frustrated where you wanted to quit? Um, this not, industry at all it wasn't quitting it was very frustrating for us when we were at Univision because like but but eso Dios hizo los colores right that's mm -hmm. why there's different colors everyone that's likes right. different things so he also made different accents right so that we could all learn I didn't understand why they couldn't appreciate the, the fact, fact that, that we were, we're trying because then you have Sofia Vergara mm -hmm. who has a huge accent in English Absolutely. and Everybody loves her. Like at one point, she was the highest paid actress in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So I, why then, if they could see her that way, couldn't the Latin Latinos people. see right. us this way? So I felt a little um, like you weren't being upset. accepted. Yeah, I right. felt upset with our own people at one point. Like, mm. pero why? Pero por qué? Si, right. si yo también tengo acento y tú sabes, todos somos iguales. Like right. we're representing the new generation, and unfortunately, right. this is what it is. Like we. Talk Spanish at home, but when you go to school, everything is English because Absolutely. we are in America. So mm -hmm. instead of them understanding, it was very frustrating because it was, I felt like we were not good enough for the Latin people mm. when I am Latin. <laughs> so it was kind of sad. Like yeah, the comments that we would receive. And back then. What were then, some of the, like, what would they oh, say? Like, get them out of talk. talk. They look like clowns. Why are they on TV? How, what a disgrace. They don't even speak their own language. You know, they're wow. this, they're that. So it was, it was just mean, mean comments. And it would affect me, me more than her. Like, yeah. I would become a little insecure sometimes. Stop reading, stop reading the newspaper, stop yeah. reading the blogs. And at the time, social media didn't exist. Oh, um, so it was like printouts. It was yeah. printouts. And I, oh. we still have those newspaper clippings, and I'm like, God, la gente es tan mala. You don't even know us. You don't know what yeah. it's taken for us to be here, and you've already judged us, and you have already formed. But it was a reality check. We learned right. how to have that thick skin and, and understand you're not going to please everybody, yes. so don't even try. That's their opinion, and they're entitled to that opinion, so mm -hmm. I can't really be upset with them. Because you can't take it personal. If that's what right. they think, who am I to say that they're wrong? You know, that, right. that's, that's the way they think. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, at the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, my God. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an ouch moment. It was, it was an, an ouch, ouch moment. It was definitely an ouch moment. But you do have to grow that thick skin in this business. You yeah. have to. And if you think yeah. that you can't, then maybe it's look not for you. It's not for you. It's not for you. You you will be disappointed constantly. There is a lot of rejection, you know, auditions and this, that. There's <laughs> a lot everything. of it. There's a lot of it. So, what was a job that you guys really wanted but didn't get? But you guys really wanted that job. The Doublemint commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be in the Doublemint commercial because growing up, we would see it. And so there was this big audition I remember in Times Square, and uh, we we dressed up, you know, in the colors of Doublemint, and we had a whole thing planned out. And then we realized we learned the jingle. It was more of a promotional thing that they were doing. They really, yeah. they already had their the twins. twins. So oh, it was more okay. of like a, you know, spectacle type of thing. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like, there was this uh, Levi's denim jacket commercial we had auditioned for. I remember that. And I, I still remember some of the lines from that commercial. I can't believe I still remember them. And I'm like, I really want it. It's Levi's, you know, yeah. it's a big brand. Yeah. We could do this. And then to then you see the commercial play and it's like, I auditioned for that. Mm -hmm. Oh, she got it. Well, good for her. <laughs> but what I was, was there too. <laughs> what was a job that you were surprised that you actually got that you did not think you were going to get? 
I did not think Gordi Flaca would call us to do what we did. I at mean, all. at no, all. I'm like, are didn't. you sure you want to put us on television with the way that we speak in Spanish at the time? Like, <laughs> you oh. know, you're getting what you're getting yourself into. But, but I also realized then, like, throughout our career, we've always seemed like we always tell ourselves, like, we're not good enough. Like, why mm -hmm. couldn't we do that? You yeah. know, even you saying that now, it kind of like, it's not a trigger, but it's kind of like, I remember my thought process. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be able to do that, mm -hmm. but we did it. Right. I'm not going to be able to co-host, but we did it. I'm right. not going to be able to do my own show, but we are. And so that's yep. always been one of the things that we still struggle with, which is... Self-doubt. And it's a human, it's human nature to always have... Be fearful of the unknown and mm -hmm. not sure if you're going to be able to pull it off. Or be insecure. A lot of a lot of these celebrities that you see on social media Super are insecure. so insecure mm -hmm. because the it's pressure human is nature. On. It's human nature, and you, if you're a perfectionist, you want to do your best, and you do get in your head a lot. I know we do. Uh, sometimes I want to like smack myself, <laughs> like snap out of it, girl. Like you're overthinking things. Um, but yes, that's one of the things that you know we we still struggle with. Yeah. And um, it's okay. It's okay to feel insecure. Uh, it's okay to doubt yourself a little bit. It's okay not to know bit. what you're doing. <laughs> right. Because not everybody has their, I'm going to curse now, <laughs> shit together yeah, yeah. all the time. I love that you said that. I'm going to curse now. <laughs> uh, how did you get on radio? So now let's talk about that. Let's talk about so, that transition. Well, yeah. So then we were with Louis doing the promotional thing. We did street teaming for like seven years out on the streets, handing out flyers, T-shirts, doing remotes and all that. And as you know, for those who don't know, uh, being a street teamer, you're not getting paid a ton of money. No. You're, you're, getting, you're getting minimum pay um, and you're out there doing the stuff that you don't want to do. But you right. are the ears and eyes of the radio station. You know what's popping and you're supposed to feed that back to your PD or your promotions Correct. director. Mm -hmm. um, and after seven years of being bad and putting blood, sweat and tears into seven what we're years. Seven, seven years, years of street team wow. and doing jobs of an on-air talent as well okay we thought we were gonna get promoted like this is our moment they've recognized the hard work we're finally gonna be promoted to, to full-time full -time. <laughs> benefits are coming and, and we did they, not they did the opposite they demoted us to freelance not even part-time so it was kind of like a step back and that's where we realized well that's when we told ourselves we're done like we yeah need the to normal value person ourselves that's it that's it it would have been either, over yeah and we thanked univision because you know we did learn a lot from that experience but it was mm -hmm. time, time to, to move on that, that's when we realized it was time to move on and you know there was always a fear of like is there life after univision because that's all we had known and yes there was because honestly we had the best luck that day you know we're, we say our goodbyes we you know hand in our key Jeez. card and stuff and Maybe about two hours later, we get a the phone call. The same day? The, the same, same day, day. We get a phone call from... That's insane. The program director from CBS, 92.3 Now at the time, saying, hey... That is so bizarre. Sorry <laughs> you were let go, but would you want to do mornings here with us? We have uh -huh. a new host. He's auditioning co-host, and we'd love for you to audition for him. How the hell him. did that news get around that quick? I don't know. That's a, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> like, we, we never understood, like, how... Like, is there something that was leaked? But it was, like, was there inside source where like we're gonna let them go here you can pick them like it's that's I have weird. no idea but okay but well, I think that's when good, god though. is on your side he's on your side right. and Correct. all the hard work and experience it just it doesn't happen right you don't do the crossover 
within a day, within hours, within yeah. hours, and mm-hmm. and we did, and so we auditioned and we got it, and so we were co-hosting at CBS for two years. From doing morning shows. And how was that? How did it? It was. I mean, there was a difference, I'm sure. It was a difference. Um, we, our we, host we were was, scared. We were scared, yeah. We came from a Latin. So we had right. the fans of the Latin market, but now are we going to be re- accepted in general market? Are they going to like us? Are we going to be relatable? Are people going to tune in to hear us? And Ty Bentley, Ty Bentley was the, the main host and forever grateful for him because he chose us out of all the the other girls he auditioned. Mm-hmm. He chose us too. But um, it was scary because you don't know how the people are going to react to you. Right. And, and well, know, how did they react? They loved us. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They loved us. Some followed along, you know, they stopped hearing Univision and followed us loyal, to 92. Loyal listeners. I love that. Listeners. That was and, pretty and it was cool. a fun dynamic, actually, because Ty Bentley came from South Dakota. Very, mm-hmm. you know, white American. We're the Latin people from, from the tri-state. And then um, you had our producer, Jason. Our producer, Jason. And then we had Brian, who was the phone op. He was gay. And it was just like one big, happy family. And we all learned so much from each other's backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Brian would tell us about his uh, gay dates that he had. Um, we're, Ty, and we would compare our dates. dates. And even his. growing up, like with the strict parents and then Ty being, you know, American and growing up very American, he would he didn't know what baby perfume was. And I remember that being a big topic. <laughs> like, you don't know what like Colonia, like the yeah, yeah. Uh, hello. Um, and then Jason, the producer, he was black. And, you know, he told us about how he like it was just I remember good times only on, on being on that show. It was such a great chemistry that we all had mm-hmm. but then again there was also sometimes disconnect because of the the cultures or and right. we were that's actually something we learned while being co-host we were very sheltered and our strict upbringing we were sometimes scared to really say what we felt because oh my god que va a pensar yeah. mami que va a pensar tía that's a big thing in the que culture va a la gente la in gente. general so mm-hmm. if we're if Ty Bentley was talking about sex or something and he would ask for my opinion as a female I would want to say it, but then I wouldn't at the end of the day, and it would frustrate him. And sometimes Uh, we would have arguments because it's like you're not being genuine. Listeners can read off of that, and then you you lose them. Because you always, I never wanted to disappoint my parents and Mm -hmm. say or put them in a bad light, right? And so we would always be careful with what we would say. But in, because of that, but then we weren't being authentic. So funny. I actually do that on this show a lot. Like I feel like I make my mom sound awful like i'm always like oh my god i had this strict mom she kicked me out and i'm like and i'm always having to apologize like oh my god i'm like making my if my mother hears the show she's gonna beat my ass right you know yeah but i also feel like (laughs) she was the coolest mom for that and that's just like how we grew up but i'm always like hesitant as to how much do i share right right so that's always been my battle you don't want to hurt their feelings i don't because i don't my parents were too strict in my opinion. What's too strict? We weren't allowed to have boyfriends until we were 18 years of age. We could never sleep over anybody's house ever. Not you have even a list. cousins. You came up with a list. Not <laughs> even cousins. I think in my whole life, I only slept over my cousin's house. Twice. Twice. Uh, and we that's were your not, cousin, so you couldn't even sleep over friends' house. Absolutely not. Don't absolutely. even think about it. Wasn't there was no dorming going to college. Dorming. Were you allowed to go out for lunch? No. no. She would pick us it's up every time. 
for lunch. Oh, my God. Um, we were not allowed to go to any football games, any baseball games. Any dances. Any dances. Did you go no to prom? Halloween parties. We went to prom but for we had to junior go- year. We had to go by ourselves. Right. And then for senior year... You know, you pick. He picked us up, and then he would drop us off. There's no telly. There's no going anywhere else. No after parties. No. There's no Nothing. after parties. Um, wow. We had a curfew of like, and this was Yatama vieja, <laughs> Yatama viejita. I'm like, why am I putting up with this? I'm 21 years old. Damn, you know? that's but yeah. If, but you know, if you're still living under your parents' roof, then it is their rules, and you just gotta do with it. If not. It is what it is, and we were always respectful of it. I don't. I, we could have rebelled so many times, and we didn't. I don't know why. Even to this day now. <laughs> what, what about your brother? Did he get some leeway? My brother. The thing is that my brother is a lot older than us, so okay. he got married, and he, you know, he's with his wife and his kids in Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. he really wasn't there when, like, I started dating my first boyfriend. You know, but we couldn't do like. I don't even know how we lasted so long <laughs> Why? because Sorry. I could not going out on a date with him was merely impossible because oh. it's like, well, ya son las diez, a donde estas? Uh, it, all yeah. up he in the business. Clocking. Third wheeling it. I did a lot of third wheeling, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> so to his defense. Even uh, I'm not defending even him. Even to this day, right? Like not my, till this day. For till my boyfriend, day. if my bo- my boyfriend lives in Miami, when mm-hmm. he comes to see me, he has to, he can't stay at my house. He has to stay in a hotel, and I can't stay at the hotel. With no him. way. <laughs> I mean, I find a- ways around it, obviously, because right. I'm a grown ass adult. Right. But I'll do it in a way where, like, I don't want to disrespect my parents, so I don't want to rub anything in their face. It's that you know? fear. I'm telling you, I still fear my mother. It's not, so there's the, I, well, I fear my mom. <laughs> I, don't fear I think it's the fear of letting them down. Correct. Yeah. That's what it is. It, the, correct. You right. are right, you are right about we, that. We know everything that they've done to give us the life that we have. And so to disappoint them is big. Yeah. At least for me it is. So, yeah. you know, when I was 20, I could get it. We're 20. When you're 20, you're young and dumb and you don't, you think you know what you're doing. You think you know what you want, yeah. but really you, you kind of don't still. Uh, but now that I'm a little older, obviously they're, they've backed off and they really can't tell me anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, they'll guys- tell you regardless. Uh-huh. But then you don't, you know, you know, it's the, okay. okay. Yeah. 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 I heard it. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you ladies like into the same type of guys? No. no. <laughs> you said that very strongly. No, it's, um, I've never really had a type. I think I've okay. just been open to anything. Um, okay. I don't discriminate. I'll take it. I'll take anything. You know, ditto, like, ditto. <laughs> I like, I don't, I don't. She does though. She used to. I used to. She so. used to. I used to like the the light eyes, the the the, um, the cat. Okay, like Chris Evans or yes. like uh, Paul Rudd. Again, light eyes to me are so sexy. Yeah. Um, but sometimes what you like isn't good for you. Right. And so you gotta no, switch gears. No, really. So you gotta switch gears. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. Um. So now I'm just, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I have my boyfriend as well, and so yeah. Okay. Do they ever confuse you guys? No, my boyfriend. My boyfriend's a singer, so he is the background vocalist, artist. There's a lot of creativity, right? (laughs) He's the background vocalist for Luis Fonsi. He is a musician himself, and he has his own music out and stuff. And when I met him, I was like, finally, a guy that understands 
the business that I'm in, I understand what he does. Mm -hmm. He's not the jealous type and he just gets it. He lets me do my thing. He does his own thing and like it's all worked out. But I think from the very beginning, my boyfriend knew the difference between my sister and I. He just always had it. Even the first picture that we t that we ever took, he's actually leaning more towards me than to my sister. And when they met, I just remember, I mean, I'm the twin here. So yeah, I, yeah. I, it gets to go through me. You're right, <laughs> So exactly. I just remember looking at the whole dynamic, and I'm like, uh-huh, uh, okay, yeah. This is, you were this sizing is him up. Like, I was uh. like, this is it. This is the one. Um, you knew, I knew immediately. That's another thing. Too. Since um, we do work together and we live together, we're always together. So the guy that's with us has, has to, to get along with my sister. Like right. you have to like just know that she's twins, there. And because we're twins, the bond is even stronger. Stronger. So it's like, don't try to come in between this because you're gonna lose and you're gonna lose bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, both of our ex boyfriends were would try to do that, and I'm like. This isn't why. Sometimes yeah. I wouldn't understand, like, why did you just text? Like, why are you texting her? You were yeah. just with her. And I'm like, uh-uh, 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 <laughs> hold up. Oh, slow your roll there. I got to text her because maybe I have something to tell her. Like, don't. That's your sister. Yeah, like, don't do That's that. That's weird. What was the longest time you guys ever spend without, like, oh, talking? Oh, um, I got really sick when I, I when we moved three, to Miami. No, two months. Two, two months. months? I got really sick. Um, I had to be flown back to Jersey, and I was hospitalized. I got like my tonsils had to be, t it was just really bad to the point it almost got to my heart. Oh my God. And I just was really bad. And that's the longest time that we've been apart. Yeah. I was, um, we had just moved to Miami. So I'm in Miami alone without my twin doing a new show. Oh so, my God. And then knowing I'm in Florida and my twin sister is almost dying. <laughs> like, what am I going to do with myself? Like, I am. Like she, like I have to, I can't function if she's not there. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. So it's it like was, a feeling. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was. That's been the longest. Now the longest we've been mad at each other for dumb reasons. I want to say a week. Yeah. A week. A week. Like we go a week without talking or just being very like, hi. Okay. Let's just do what we have to do. Bye. Asia. Bye. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> don't, don't even, don't even. Let me tell you how messed up. Again, my family was. <laughs> Me and my sister, Jessica, we would fight. I remember we had this one fight. Like, actual, like, like fight. Like, like fist, fist fight. fight? Like, fist fight. Oh, my goodness. My family, instead of, like, separating us, no. They were there with the phones, like, They were betting. <laughs> I got $10 on Allie. I got 20 on Jesse. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? My sister changes into a sports bra. I'm like... Oh, she was ready she to go. She thought she was Ali. She was, no, she was ready. <laughs> she was ready to fight me. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? My sister punched me so, so bad. Oh, my bad. goodness. So bad. Like, literally straight, like, in the nose. I started bleeding. I cannot <gasps> believe this. How did it, like, end. work itself? Like, yeah. how did it end? We had a dog, Buddy. <laughs> I'll never forget this Yorkie that we had. And I was always uh, afraid of this. It was weird because any i'm like the louder one of my sisters so i was always like i'm like all talks so i'm like ah! and the dog came like just barking coming at me was biting me fight over i'm like i'm not fighting you i'm done it's over after maybe like three days she apologizes like oh i'm sorry i'm like you literally br broke my nose. Like, I can't talk to you anymore. And I, now I bet you guys laugh at it now. You we think do. About it no, we like, do. Ah. And to this day, like, if, if we ever have, like, any sort of differences, she's like, you know, I'll beat your ass, right? Yeah, and I'm like... You, they reference it back to that. Because that's a triggering moment. I'm like, don't, don't bring me back to that moment. Yeah, <laughs> have funny. you guys ever, like 
fought. Fist fight. Like when we were younger, maybe we'd be like, you know, pinch each other and stuff. But not I feel really. like there's love here, though. But she got For really mad part. at me when I went skydiving. Ugh, you okay. went skydiving? So I, I, ha- I have always wanted that? to do skydiving. And I always told Lulu, Lulu, I, well, let's go skydiving. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, my God. It's like a bird. Is... We're going to be flying. It's and like a she's, bird. We're gonna... She's like over my dead body. You will never. We are never doing this. You Over my dead body. Tell me this bitch goes skydiving without me. And you know how I found out? How she sends think? me the video of her jumping out of the plane. Hold up. Let me explain, though. You're not she giving has the a full story. Con. Let her explain. Okay, so when you're in a relationship, right, uh-huh. sometimes you want to do stuff with your partner. And Correct. I understood that, yes, I was wrong. I shouldn't have. I should have at least given her a heads up and say, hey, by the way, this is what I'm doing. I know you said you want to do this, but I'm not going to start arguing with my boyfriend because... Of something that, you know, between us. Like, right. There's a fine line between. Correct. And so that's why I went skydiving because you was still, like a, There's a triggering moment here. A skydiving junkie. So I did it. And I, again, I could have not said anything and kept it to myself. Right. But I'm like, no, I let me be fair. I know she's going to be upset with me, but I got to tell her. And so I understood why she was mad. You had uh-huh. every single right to be mad, but understood that. I'm not going to start arguing with my boyfriend over this. Like, mm-hmm. there's a fine line there. Like, you got to pick and choose. Although I shouldn't. There's although, a healing moment there's right a here. Healing moment. There's a healing moment right here. Yeah, I get that. I get <laughs> I get that. You didn't want to start a fight with your boyfriend or whatever. But you fought with me. It's you different, fought with though. me not to do it. It's a different fight when it's a different dynamic, though. It is, so, it is a different fight. Yeah, I, I would have it. to agree. I get it. I understand dynamic. it now. But it was... You didn't apologize to me like that at first, which made it, you, you just added salt to the wine. Like, you just well, added salt to the skydiving. But yeah, I get it. Like, whatever. It is what it is. I got to bungee jump. So Look, take that. Can, can we please talk about this? Because I don't even understand how you guys even do this. Oh, I'm not On, scared of heights. Yeah. I'm, I'm not no. scared of anything, really, besides... Disappointing mom. fire. Besides <laughs> okay. fire, I'm scared of fire. I won't fire is definitely a fear to have, and I'm o- I'm also afraid of like drowning. Oh, can you swim? Or no, you can't swim. I could, but not as like if you're stuck in a current or something. I could like I could literally jump off a yacht and be fine. But like, let's say if a boat something happens to like a speedboat, and I'm like in, it, I, in the middle of the ocean unexpectedly, then I'm like, oh, you're panicking. Uh, yeah, I'm panicking. And with water, you can't panic. You actually have to stay calm. You guys did the most daring thing ever. First of all, bungee jumping. Yes, it was on the Amazing Race. Uh, that, that's what I'm saying. That it was a see, lot of fun for me. I wouldn't even do the show because I'm like, no, oh, I'm no. Not. Oh, see no. the opposite. I recommend it. I, really? I think the Amazing Race is um, one of the best experiences that I have ever had. I think for anyone that wants to be on it, go for it. You're not only traveling the world and you're getting to see different cultures and countries that maybe you probably won't visit because it's probably not your first pick. Um, or within your budget, because let's be real, with everything going up, it's expensive to it travel. Is. But you get to Correct. do so many fun things. Like, I but built- wait, how did they? Can, can you just take me back? Like, how they contacted you? They like, did. Take- they contacted us, and it all went down on the DM. Yeah, <laughs> they, they reached out to us on Instagram during Christmas, like three years ago, um, because. Yeah, three years ago. So it is a process. Like, we still had to audition. We still okay. had to go in front of the producers. Like, it's a process. They do a whole psych test on you. Um, really? They do a physical as well. Just to make sure that there's nothing wrong with your heart or your brain or you're right. not going to, you know, 
die in the middle of it. Correct. Um, and they need to know that you're in the right state of mind because the anxiety that you go through is like no other. And the challenges too that test you. You know, you're running and sometimes you know you the stress gets the best of you, and they have to know that you're gonna be like you're at not the end go of the wacky. day. It's just a game. I mean, there's <laughs> but a million at no dollars. Point, one of you ladies said, hey, I don't think this show is for me. No, no. I thought the opposite. <laughs> like, like, no. We have to do this. This is so much fun. Like, what do we have to lose? Oh, so if we get kicked out, then we get kicked out. You know, okay. we didn't win the game, which is kind of what happened. But we, we got pretty far. We placed fifth in, mm -hmm. in the race. Um, but but it, one of the challenges was to do was the, bungee jump. the bungee jump. It was the highest bungee jump in Europe off of a dam. And when I found out that I had to do that, I was so excited. I, was I couldn't so get. I was like, "Damn it!" I couldn't get there fast enough. I would enough. be like, "No, you do it, not me." You no, were jealous. Was, I wanted to bungee jump because I've never bungee jumped, and I'm like, if I don't do it now, I don't see another point in my life where I'm going to bungee sky jump. But skydived, okay? So this was totally up my but how, alley. So wait, so okay, please just walk me through this part because my heart is beating for. I think I was ladies. more nervous for her, and she was the one jumping because. I saw her actually take the leap and you see, you know, the string flying down. That thing can snap. And I'm like, am I, I going to watch time. my sister? Yeah, see, but the, I was just to so, her death. I was so excited. Oh they're strapping God. you on and I was making sure they're like, they're like really checking the straps. Yeah. Plus it's television. So they have to make sure they cross their T's and dot their I's. They're strapping me on. They're telling me everything that I have to do. Once I jump off, you have to look for this rope so you can pull yourself up so you can sit up. So you're not hanging there for a while. So I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. And I told myself, do not hesitate because the moment you hesitate is the moment you won't do it. Just jump and keep your eyes open because I wanted to remember that moment. I wanted to remember <laughs> everything I saw. And if I die, at least I know what I saw. You <laughs> oh, know? my God. Um, and it was the most freeing experience like i literally felt like a bird i had my eye like i had i had a, a cam camera here mm -hmm. and i was just looking at everything i'm like this is what birds feel like this is so cool <laughs> well, well, she <laughs> was so cool this I magical remember. moment with within herself uh -huh. i was freaking out because you look down and it is so like it's just so it's deep in there it's, it's not water there. It's, it's rocks there's no water so i'm like oh my god if she if this thing snaps like, it's I'm over. jumping. <laughs> we came in this world. We're going to leave together. Right. That, um, that was your first initial thought. I'm and gonna... I've always been, I'm not really scared of heights. I'm not, no, I'm not, scared I'm not really scared of much. Oh, um, my God. But I'm jealous. Seeing like, her, <laughs> and I can't, I have no control here. I have right. no control right. of what's happening. And I just have to sit there and just watch. I think that, to me, was like a new feeling that I'm like, I'm not used to this. She's actually like the kind of like the alpha out of the both of us. She's mm -hmm. more of like the um, dominant one. Mm -hmm. um, she depends on me depending on her. So right. to see that and not be able to have a an input or like anything. It I was, was hard for her. It to was see very it. hard. I was the first time my hands ever shake or I can't control them was that moment. It's a good thing you didn't jump then because you needed to have control. But see, with, with, with jump, I would have been fine because I'm in control. Right. But then she would have been like, if something happens to her, I got to jump in. I, yeah. I feel like she would have been like, go ahead, jump. I'll they sit away from you. 
Probably. Oh no, because I know I just, because we were very adventurous. We're very athletic, too. So we're mm -hmm. really, like, my dad always did a great job at, like, teaching us things that we needed. You have to learn how to switch, uh, change a tire. Mm -hmm. Don't depend on a man to do it. You have to know how to swim and swim good because if something happens, at least you know how to defend right. yourself. You, you have to know how to do survival this. skills. Yeah. Change the, the oil in your car. You got to know how to do that, too. So right. he always taught us to do that. And mom would teach us stuff like learn how to iron stuff. Yeah. And although she didn't teach us how to cook. That I cannot do. That's and I the hate one thing that I don't like either. Right? Like, like, I know how to cook, but not the way my mom cooked. And my mom was a cook. I can't. And that's, no. You know what it is? I hate mess. I'm, like, super OCD when it comes to, like, everything organized. Mm -hmm. And so when you cook, there's, like, un reguero por yeah. todo, and you have to wash. I'll wash the dishes. But then, like, the, you, I just can't. And then your so hands get all So Thanksgiving for you guys? Are you guys, like, helping out in the kitchen? Or are you guys like, oh, I'll just... Come I'll with clean my apple turkey or a benin. Right. Because there's bold fries. Because there's bold. Yeah. Um, and then I'll clean up. But I'm not going to put nothing in no oven to cook <laughs> anything. Unless they're brownies or like a cute little cake. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like to clean better. Like, I'd, like rather clean? Do the, I'd rather clean, do laundry, fold socks or whatever, put it away. I find it to be therapy for me. Yeah. Then to then to cook. I'll let my boyfriend. You cook. Yeah. I'll clean. Oh, I have a quick question, quick answer for you guys. What are you guys going to be for Halloween? That was the <laughs> So there's I two. Wanted, there's two. I want us to be Silk Sonic. So I'll like be Anderson, Anderson Pack, Bruno Mars, uh -huh. or different eras of, of Rihanna. Rihanna. Just because since she's performing at Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, you know, she can have the short hair. And I could have, like, another type of, like, you know, go through the different albums. Yes. And do that type of thing. That's what we were thinking. Last year, we were Dumb and Dumber. You know, I like, like the that. orange and yeah, blue. Yeah. Do you know what you're going to be for? I have no idea. I was Frida last year. Um, then the year before that, I was um, Carolina Herrera. Okay. So I'm just trying to figure out. I'm not sure. We like to have fun with, I love Halloween. We like to have fun with the costumes. Like, yeah. yes, one year we'll be sexy, but the other years, like, you gotta have that goofy, like, yeah. fun and, like, not be, I mean, it's one thing to, like, yeah, be sexy and you could, this is where you could show skin and kind of mm -hmm. get away with it. Um, but lately I've been wanting to do, like, goofy, like, fun like, things. Outrageous type yeah. of. I remember one time in the village, there was a guy that dressed up as a Metro card, and I thought that was very clever. I was See, like, like, I. That's genius. Or I have you seen that be. CVS costume where the guy's dressed as a CVS receipt, and it's, like, never ending? Amazing. Or the blue check mark from, from Instagram, like, you're the verified. verified. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Because, you know, like, growing up, you know, it was Halloween, not Dia de los Muertos, but my mom did a really good job at, like, actually creating the costumes. Like, she would actually sew the costumes. I remember one time, me and my sister, we were headless ghosts, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we were, like, queen of hearts, but this year, I don't know. And I'm kind of, like, late on it. Like, I'm like, what should I be? It was the opposite for us. Growing up, we never dressed like Halloween. We, never? Yeah, we didn't really never. do anything for Halloween. We never, never? like, we didn't Did really you guys celebrate. go trick-or-treating or anything? Or? No. We didn't really celebrate Halloween. I think it because it was like the devil, the devil, yeah. and then the, the the candy. You never know, like what's good. Even what's... to this day, you don't know what's in. Like you see so many like fentanyl, like mixed in with the candy. Yeah. So my mom was very scared to like you know one little candy could like kill us or yeah. whatever. So and again, since we always danced and we were always in costumes, it wasn't a big deal for me. I'm like, right. all right, whatever. Cool. But then as you got older, it's like, like, I'm a big kid go. now. Like, yeah. 
though. And then I saw it on, on the gram for you guys, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're going to be for Halloween. Yeah, that's what we're... Well, that's what we're thinking. thinking. I don't know I love all... the Rihanna one. Right? Yeah. I really love that one. I feel like it's very much, like, with the times now. Yeah. So. We'll see. Oh, you guys have to post it and then I'm going to post it. But we it haven't on... done any, like, we haven't even looked for anything. So no? no. I don't know if I'll even get to do that. Maybe we'll end up buying, like, a generic costume, like a pirate or something. No, the... we did pirate already <laughs> or for something. Like but decades. we'll see. No. We'll see what we do. Yeah. We'll we have, have to stop by one of those abracadabra stores and. That are so super packed right now at this yeah. time. The line is ridiculous. No, you guys have to get creative now. Yeah. Actually, go to Michael's and create our mm -hmm. own. <laughs> <laughs> what um what does it mean to you guys, like being a Latina? What does that mean? To me, being a Latina is like unity, like family uh, unit. Like, well, mm -hmm. family comes to mind is family the first thing that comes kind. to mind. And, and like, we're freaking powerful, man. We got that sass. We yes. got that fierce in us, you know. Knowing what my dad went through to get here and knowing what my mom went through to get here. And then they got here and they, you know, paid Strength. their dues. They became citizens. They've paid their taxes and stuff like that. Like, we're, we're, we're a strong force to be reckoned with. So. Yeah. yeah. So I guess if I have to, like, name, like, Latina to me means family, strength, and hardworking. Hard hardworking people. We are. Yeah. 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 No, you guys are very hardworking what what's one stereotype in this community that you would like to see no longer exist? Because there's a lot That's for a good us. One. Um, <laughs> I got to think about this one. It's one of those questions that you should think. This is a, a thinking question. I guess it depends um, which side are we talking about? Like if they like, well, that's they say, a good one. Maybe you Cubans could do both. Say yeah. that, you know, the stereotype for Cubans are that they're loud, and it's a stereotype, but it's the truth, though. We are loud. Mm -hmm. You know, we we talk loud, and we're very emotional with our hands, and that's because that's who we are. We are very emotional people, and we like to, you know, boom, be right in your face. Mm -hmm. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. I don't think that is a bad stereotype. I think that's what it is, and. Um, I see the positive side of that. Right. We emote. And so right. there's nothing wrong with that. What else do they say about Cubans? Do you know? What are the stereotypes? No, I, I mean, I would say for me, I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. So for me, one of the biggest stereotypes is, oh, my God, you're Puerto Rican and Dominican and you live in the Bronx? Oh, you must be crazy. That was like the biggest stereotype. And it really bothered me. It really, really bothered me. So you, you answer back, yeah, I am crazy. Crazy about my culture and who the hell I am. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, I am crazy. I like crazy that. about myself. Um, I'm thinking stereotypes. I don't like to, you know, with everything that's going on and stuff, when people say that, you know, Latinos can sometimes be lazy or we're just here and we're taking over, like, you, you know, you that I don't like. Because, yes, you know, we do, but we do work hard for what we have. Well, we sometimes do we do the jobs people... that people don't want to do. Mm -hmm. So rather than criticizing that, why don't you look at like who's cleaning your toilet and who's at the you know, mowing your lawn who's mowing and your stuff lawn like that, mm -hmm. who's making sure your garden looks nice. You know, mm -hmm. that's not easy in the cold. It's not easy in the hot weather. It's not easy. And so it's kind of like, you know, that's a stereotype right there. Or you're, you're Mexican. Oh, so you're going to be doing my lawn or you're going to be people say that. Yeah. And although there might be some truth to the stereotype, 
Um, it's not all like that. It's not all like yeah. that. And I don't think it has to be a negative. I always like to see things as a positive. Yeah, we do dominate in the lawn mowing, mm -hmm. uh, landscaping industry. industry. Well, that's, that was going to be my next question. Like, what spaces do you want to see us as Latinas occupy? I think Latina, I think women in general right now are at a high. I think that we have fought very hard to be um, respected, respected in the industry. And given being able we to still have, have the opportunity to... When it comes to the pay, um, I do feel because, yes. you know, there's a lot of men and I love my men. There is <laughs> yeah. a lot of men out there that are making double or even triple than a woman and they're doing the same exact job, maybe even better. No offense. Mm -hmm. um, but I do feel like in the paid, in the in the wages, we still need to see an even some scale. changes in some the wages. There, there needs to be some changes. Some changes yeah. there. But um, yeah, yeah, I do feel like we we are finally being recognized. Um, that's, we're the we're the strong uh, gender here. <laughs> yeah, you are. You without are. women. I don't like to emasculate men either. I mm -hmm. feel like men should be men, and and they do a great job in whatever it is, in whatever field they do. But it just, I feel like everyone should have the same type of respect when it comes to whatever field they're working in. Mm -hmm. That's, the, I mean, and there should be a fair balance. What What's next for you guys? Because I feel like there's so many layers. Yes. So, so you, we want to, we have began to like do research on, we want to open, we have a land in El Salvador and we this. want to build a school. We kind of want to do like what Shakira did in Colombia mm -hmm. or what Pitbull has done in Miami where he's opened up schools and stuff like oh, that. In the area that we have land in, there's really no school for like autistic kids or people with disability. Mm -hmm. You have to go to the capital and it's a long ride and a lot of people in that area cannot afford to even live in the capital. So we are trying to work out how we can build a school there for mm -hmm. those that are less fortunate and with disabilities that can't get the education that they deserve because of, you know, the disabilities that they might have. Um, and so and they're not being resources for it. Yeah. So that is something that we're looking forward in doing. Um, there's a few other things, but I don't want to put it out there yet. Well, because we can't it's not, say. You can't say it, but put that energy out there at yes, least. But there is a different project that I've been wanting to do for the longest time. And we're getting... You know, again, I feel like you guys need a book. Do you guys have a book? Am I not aware of a book? Because I, I feel like a book. That's something that we would like to do. Yeah. But like I feel a like children's a, book. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that. A children's book. Yes. That'll be really dope. So. Okay. That's definitely uh, something. You nailed one of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, right. But there's like two other things that we really want to do. And um, I actually know. mentioned a title the title of it uh within our conversation yeah oh, did you yes no i gotta rewind it back uh, but hopefully it happens you know everything it takes will time, happen and we just want to do it the a, right way people at least the the youth i don't want to say that i'm old here because i'm still youthful but i feel like the people that are coming up now patience is something that we need to learn i remember and when we started our yeah. career we were like when am i gonna get my my big break. My, my big break. When is this going to happen for me? And I feel like God does things in a way where it, when it's time for you, it's going to be there it's for you. It's your time. And so and enjoy means, the process. Enjoy the process. Because it's easy to get to the top really but fast. Yeah. It's maintaining yourself at the top. That's, that's the hardest. That's the hardest part. Well, and the loneliest the part, too. Mm -hmm. So you could easily fall back down. So just enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. And I think back now to all those times we were the doing stressful moments and the... 
being cold out there and handing out the flyers and you just dealing with so much. And uh, those were happy times now that I think of it. Like, I was at having the moment, fun we were at the stressing. Time. Yeah. But now you think back and I'm like, this really wasn't stress, you know? Well, it adds to the story. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it adds to like the come up and like your humble beginnings. What are, because I know like you've been bungee jumping, skydiving. What's some of the things that are on like your to-do list before you die? I definitely want to travel more. I feel like, I was talking to mom about this the other day. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the the world is where it's at because people really don't know. They're surrounded only in the like, little area that they grew, grew up in. They mm-hmm. don't know how the outsiders, you know, how, how people live in Switzerland, in El Salvador, in South America somewhere. And, you know, like it's the, the cultures are so different. And so for what, for us to be able to understand one another, sometimes you need to go out there and understand what's out there. Travel, even yeah. outside See of different. New York City. Go down to Florida, go to South Dakota, go to, you know, uh, Texas. It's a whole different mindset. It's totally different. And we've been blessed to be able to travel, not as much as we'd like, but we have been able to travel. And And you get to see different perspective, like why people think the way that they think and why, where is it coming from? So mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I get why they're like that. I get why they're saying this. I understand. It. Right. Even if you don't agree, you understand you the can. mindset. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's definitely something I want to keep doing, traveling. Traveling. What yeah. about you? Well, I eventually, yes, traveling and do those three projects that we are, you know, have worked, started to work on. Mm-hmm. But I also see myself one day getting married. Oh, of course. Maybe yes. popping out a puppy or two. <laughs> definitely <laughs> um although like i've never been that type of woman to like oh my god clock is ticking i have to get married by a certain age and i have to have like three kids right if i have kids i have them if i don't well then i i don't it's just is there any pressure me. from like your parents like you guys need to have kids now mom yeah you know they their worry is like i want the day that i like my mom is like you know the day that i die i want to make sure that you're like you know in Taking good hands yeah. and you're not mm-hmm. and i get that because if one day if i have kids i'm probably gonna want the same thing yeah but i've done pretty well for myself i have a great job i have great credit <laughs> you know i don't i don't Seriously. depend on a man although i do have my boyfriend he does right. help a lot and he has he's doing great in, uh, on his own thing so together we're good mm-hmm. but if god forbid you know that relationship doesn't work i'm good standing on my own That's so right. Um, yes, I do want a family and I do want to get married, but it's nothing that I'm in a rush or I have a deadline. Right. I think so I don't want to rush something. I don't want to rush it, but I do want to be able to dance with my dad. Oh. That's the one thing I'm like, no, I, I would have liked for my grandmother to have been at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, she passed away. So that really bothers me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one thing I definitely want is I want to be able to dance with my dad at my wedding. So it can't be too far. Yeah, no, that's powerful. But it can't be. I feel that. And that's the old school in us right there. No, that's because I didn't didn't grow up with my dad. And I'm always like, when I get married, I want my mom to walk me down the aisle. And I'm telling my mother, like, ma, you got to hold on. She's like, well, you need to hurry up. I'm like, no, (laughs) you need to hold on. Don't rush me. So it's kind of that balance where, like, I don't want to rush it. But at the same time, I do know that they are getting older. And I would definitely... Like and it's, to have that. It's hard in this business to actually find someone to, to like understand what you do yeah. and be supportive of it and not be jealous in any way. Um, so that's why I never wanted to rush anything. Like yeah. I see people that have rushed to get married and then unfortunately it doesn't work out. So it's like, was it worth it? If you would have been just a little patient and actually yeah. really found someone that understood you and, you know, understood your passion, maybe things would have worked out. But 
Yeah. You, know what? you gotta let time take its course, you know? So I get it. Yeah. All right, last question. You ready? Yes. One at a time, because you guys. We talk over each other. But I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start with you. Yes. Tell me you're Latina without telling me you're Latina. <laughs> okay and you but i'm like why but i'm like why but i'm like why i always say that to my mom when she's like giving me like a, a una frase in espanol i'm like but like why why can't you just tell me what you mean really mean instead of giving me this 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 little lecture you're giving me just tell me what it is but i'm like why i feel like that is like the everybody yeah Everybody who's Latino says that, pero like. Pero like why? Pero like. Or even talking with the hands, like what yeah. do you mean? Like, I always do that. I, my thing is always like, uh, lo que pasó fue. Que I'm pasó always fue. saying that. My mother be like, what happened? I'm like, porque lo que pasó fue. <laughs> and she's like, stop, just stop speaking Spanish. <laughs> Lulu and Lala, everybody. Thank Yay, you thank so you for much. Having us. Thanks for this having us. This was fun. great. Hope it was entertaining. It was. <laughs> it was a I nice, love like, you guys. reminiscent of, like, everything we've been through. So thank you for taking us on that journey. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. This story was super inspiring. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Keep Make going. Make sure to follow us on social media. <laughs> yes. Always with the plug. At Lulu and Lala. Do it. Drop the plug. It's Lulu and Lala everywhere, right? Everywhere. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs>